October 16, 2020. It's the Watt for Pedro Show.
Friday. Uh, started off Mr. Knight from John Coltrane. That's Knight with a K. Mainstream stop valve after that from their new album, Eureka Moment. And with me, with the wonders of those 
Software engineers of Stony with their great Skype invention. Stephen Hodges, Mike Pagetta, main Steam stop uh, Welcome aboard. Yo, hey. thanks. Glad to be here. Hodge, you're yeah. in Long Beach? Yes, sir. And Mike, you're in Knoxville? Yes, I am. So it's two different states. And I'm in Pedro. But now with Brother Matt, he's still at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point a couple miles south because we're in quick quarantine mode. So oh. I played the Eureka moment from Main Steam Stop Valve debut out. You want to talk about it, Mike? Yeah, I want to talk about it. Um, the album, well, we talk about the song first. It's funny you play that song first because it kind of ended up being like our theme song, I think. Um, that's why I, I never had a first. I never had a band with a theme song before, so it's pretty exciting for me. <laughs> um, but actually, that song was interesting for me too because it's also one of the first songs I think where I wrote music and I said, "Oh, this sounds like a pretty good song, but I wish it had words to it." And I've I've never really tried to sing myself because I just I mean I have tried actually, but I think it's it comes out terrible all the time, so I just stopped trying. And then I haven't really wrote lyrics ever. And I thought, well, maybe Watt would want to write something. So I think it was the first tune I gave to you saying, hey, do you want to come up with some words for this? Um, hmm. So it's kind of a cool tune for that reason, too, I think. Yeah. Hodge, you got some thoughts? Oh, I'm just glad to be alive right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am. Well, try to I narrow am. the life focus down to the Eureka <laughs> moment. Now, because I now we should tell the listeners we recorded this in Strong Beach. It was the North part at Big Ego. Right. Live. And I remember giving you both, Mike, but getting yourself kind of intense instructions on how to join me with the singing. Yeah. Well, you want to? These people weren't there, Hodge. So why don't you like? Paint <laughs> okay. No. Okay, I'm following you. Listen, I. You know, for me, I've never sung in a band much at all, and um, it was exciting for one thing. And once we finally got it down, and I heard it, I was uh, I was amazed. But yeah, um, it's like my. My mind knew the words, but my mouth did, did not want to say <laughs> the words. Right. Because so it was, a, it was really a challenge, yeah. Because we weren't all together, right? I pieced it out. Right. And um, then there's some, all, isn't this the one where there's some really fast stuff, you know, like. Yeah, we ping pong back and forth. Deca, 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 deca. That's the one. We're, yeah, yeah. It was, it's. It's exciting to hear the final product um, exasperating on the way to it. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's really awesome. Because I think the other one was Spiel. I'm, I'm a man alone. I think this is the one where we all three. That's right. Yeah. And we didn't do it like one at a time. We all did it together. Yeah, it was like a, a theatrical thing where we we're tossing the, you know, the words, the call and response back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, now what I remember is us doing the music and then coming back later, I had to fit the words right to what we had, so I actually wrote too much. 
I had to pull stuff oh. out because we actually ended up making the form was shorter than when mm -hmm. I when I made the words. Uh, the process was interesting, uh, right? Most people they get the songs together, they go in the studio, they record, they go. But Mike, you had a different idea. Yeah, um, you wanted us to yeah. go. Yeah, but you know it's it's funny because um, to me it wasn't really a different idea because it's always the way I've tried to do it, which is which is get a bunch of shows together, play a bunch of shows with the new music, try it out on stage in front of people, work out you know iron out all the wrinkles that way, and then you go in the studio and then you record it because for me what happens the other way, um, I think maybe I've done this once or twice, but. Uh, mostly it happens if I'm playing in other people's groups. They'll write all this music or we'll get all this music together. We'll do a couple, you know, practice and and then we'll make the record. And then when the record comes out, you know, six, eight, nine months later, whatever, then you do a tour. Well, by then, <laughs> by then you got to like relearn all the music. And then if you do a bunch of gigs at the end of those gigs, the music sounds like really great and the band's super tight. But then you already made the record. So to me, it makes sense to do it the other way. So we did five gigs all over California, um, kind of smaller shows, and then uh, you know did two days in the studio. So I, I thought it was kind of ideal timing that way. Yeah, I like that too. Who did we we talked to this about? I was a guitar magazine guy. Oh yeah, uh, oh, right. Fretboard Journal. Yeah, I just had a deja vu moment. Like, didn't we already say no? Wasn't on the <laughs> Watt for Pedro show. It was bound and fretted. Different show. Fretboard <laughs> Journal. Bound and fretted his brother Phil up in Big Bear. Mammoth, mm. mammoth. Uh, so, yeah. So, people, if you weren't there at Winter's Tavern in Pacifica to see the first of these, <laughs> you missed out on one of the worst gigs Watt ever did in his life. Absolutely. That was a <laughs> self-soil and a half. I was definitely not Okay, but imagine imagine if that was the first day in the studio, right? right? It would have been like absolutely. this wasted day. Right. Yeah. So I'd rather do it there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a, it, to me, it was great, great strategy. You know, I got a tune here uh, I want to play from the new record. It's called Oak Crow.
For Pedro Show, beginning of that chunk of music was Old Crow, Mainstream Stop Valve. Deer Hoof after that with Love Lord number three, guided by Voices to Keep an Area. I just got a new song from Bob Pollard. <laughs> Mr. Kid. Yeah, he, 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 this guy, tons He's prolific, of, man. You know, buttloads. <laughs> wow, that's a good sound. Uh, Horizontal Ascension, live 1974, Prac, Terry York's Loft, Television with Richard Hell. Bombers Prendon after that, Big Horizon, like they do from Model Home. Bogdan Rosinski, Aho Boken. I see live people from PNDC and Housework, Belgrade. And then finally, June 16th, doing a cover of Minuteman, June. Yeah, Mainstream Stop Valve. That, that was your idea, Mike. It was my idea. Yeah, and you were nice enough to let us try to play it. Yeah. Uh, well, it was kind of interpretation. Yeah. I'm, well, it would be foolish to try to do it exactly the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, people might think because I was in the Minuteman and I'm in MSSV that it was my idea, but it was your idea, right? So you should... Yeah, it was absolutely my idea. I, that's actually one of the first songs that I uh, tried to learn to play on the guitar when I was in high school. Um, I forget how I found that album, Double Nickels. I can't remember if a friend gave it to me or if I just sort of picked it up along the way at some point. But, uh, you know, I kind of came up doing doing a lot of rock guitar kind of stuff learning I, yeah i was like really you know i was in high school when like nirvana hit so that was the big scene for me um but i was also studying jazz music a lot and trying to play that so i was into instrumental music is the point right and so when i heard that record you know this instrumental song from your band there's all these great words and all this great talking singing and then there's this instrumental piece and it's got such a vibe that's kind of different from the rest of the stuff and it really caught my attention and i thought d boone's playing on that was so like um i guess uh, like iconoclastic is the word like i'd never heard anybody do like a guitar solo like that where it's it's kind of like anti-solo you know he's not really like <laughs> it's not like eddie van halen you know um but i loved it for that reason it was kind of just sparse yeah, a lot of space Connell. crazy note choice i thought and it really kind of spoke to me. So I sat down and I kind of learned it. I learned the guitar parts. I learned that. And this is over 20 years ago at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just thought it would be really fun if we could try a, a different interpretation. And I know June 16th is uh, the Bloomsday 
reference and i know it's also raymond's birthday but it's also my birthday and so i remember thinking like oh i'm learning this tune and it's my birthday that has to mean something right (laughs) well and here we are (laughs) it kind of does yeah (laughs) and what about the first one that played out of that chunk oh crow Old Crow, yeah, that's a that's an interesting tune for us too, because it's kind of a little Motown vibe, a little bit, I think, um, a little bit. And uh, I know you have a strong connect with James Jamerson, his playing and his sound, and that was kind of. I feel like that's maybe a side to your playing people don't get to appreciate enough. Ah. Um, and I know Hodge has all those grooves in his back pocket too. So I this was a song I wrote before uh, we had our band, actually. Why I think this is one of the tunes I brought to the Wall of Flowers session that we didn't end up doing. Um, but I thought it would work for, with this band really easily for those reasons, because I know you have that strong Jamerson connect, and I know Hodge can just groove with his eyes closed in his sleep. So I thought it'd be really interesting to see how we kind of take that and, and sort of, you know, play it, and then maybe mess with it a little bit too. Now, by what I remember in the studio, by doing those five gigs, there wasn't a lot of takes on these. Everything was, I think most of what we use is the first take, and a lot of stuff was only one take. There were a couple that were that were two takes, but I think we ended up using the first one anyways. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, we blasted through it. And, and then you went back yourself and added a little bit? I, I, think, uh, I think the only thing I added on this one was the acoustic guitar that comes in on the mystery on the the mystery of yeah we'll get to that next hour i think that might be the only overdubs on this record and i know i came in and i did my spiel later we yeah but we did the spiel for eureka moment was it was it wasn't it that day it might have been the second day but we did that together for sure yeah and uh, Chris Schlarp, he was engineer man, but uh, did he get producer? Would you? How that? How did he fit in? I like the way the way he let us just play and never got in the way. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't really offer uh, too much besides just kind of the the really good vibe that he does to let us do what we do. Well, I remember in uh, Old Crow, back when we did it, I did ask him for some advice. I thought some I was uh, doing some fucking in and outs, and uh, they were sounding gratuitous to me. So I asked him, and he said, just leave it out. <laughs> uh- Good advice. Do you remember that? I don't know if I was there for that or I wasn't paying attention or something, yeah, but yeah, there. I mean, I could see that for sure. You know, sometimes like when you're playing, when when one is playing, not you specifically, but everybody, me, Hodge, everybody, like when one is playing, it's easy to forget that I think one of the best things you can do is is not play something. You know, like just that idea of kind of that idea, like from D Boone's solo on original June 16, like just just leave it open, leave a lot of space and let the right. kind of vibe happen because it's easy to play too much. And you think it's cool in the moment and you listen back later and you go, man, why am I doing all this stuff? It didn't need it. 
So you're talking about maybe the concept of strength? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't like I wasn't doing zero because I was still, I just didn't put in all them notes, you know, just kind of say, hey, we're going to another part. Yeah. And then here's yeah, because the, you don't really need it, you know. Yeah, it was, uh, what do you call it? Ham-fisted a little bit, a little. <laughs> it was, yeah. And especially if you're talking something like James Jamerson, who did not waste notes. He didn't, you know what I mean? He, there's notes there, there for a reason. It's not just oh, yeah. to oh, tell yeah. people that he can do them. It's more like. I get the sense he felt the song needed it. Oh yeah, and that and his playing, for sure. Thinking about that is interesting because his playing, like I feel like he's one of the few guys that, you know, can play a lot of notes. But like you said, they're they're all supposed to be there. You know, like if you listen to Coltrane, right? Like he he plays, obviously a ton of stuff. But you know, you get the impression like he means all of it. He has to play each and every note he's playing. There's so many people that overplay because they have this idea that you're oh, I'm supposed to do a thing where there's a lot of stuff happening but a lot of times when I hear <clears throat> when I hear that a lot of times I hear really beautiful melodies and really beautiful playing but it's in between a bunch of s sort of gratuitous playing and I always wonder what it would feel like if it was the fat was trimmed off a little bit more you know my pop would come home from tour and with things he heard on the boat and I remember one time I was more younger and stuff, and he looked at me and he said, you know, I heard it put, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. <laughs> and my pop had hazel eyes, but you know this kind of green? But they, yeah. ch they change. Mm. They kind of, yeah, they don't stay the same color. In fact, when he got pissed, they got gray like slate. <laughs> Jeez. But then they could get really green, too. Yeah, it was trippy about his eyes. But wow. I remember him, like, telling me uh, this, like, the guy who said it was kind of proud. And he didn't put much stock in it. He thought that was kind of a lame-ass... Like, you don't really believe that, do you? He was proud of the last half. He was like, if you don't do that, do do the last half, right? But the last half is the lame part. Uh, yeah, well... My pop said you're going to have to probably... Bottom line of that, would you're going to have to end up paying for it some way or another. So, you know, whatever the words. Yeah. yeah whatever the yeah. words, what kind of molecules you're heating up in the room with your fucking verbiage at the end of the day someone's gonna have to answer for it. you know what i mean it's not just yeah he was very spe uh, skeptical about actually winning arguments with words yeah um, which uh i think is one of the attractions of music and maybe why you've done a lot more instrumental than lyrical music Lyrical meaning words. Yeah, I think it's just kind of, I mean, I think I just sort of listened to a lot of instrumental music early on in addition to music with words, and I never really got the impression that, like, one was 
better at getting a point across than the other one. Like I could always kind of feel like there was some that, you know, there's like an emotional investment in instrumental music to the same extent that there is in vocal music. Um, that was just sort of a feeling I had. I mean, the story I tell though, when, when I talk about this band is the story of hearing contemplating the engine room for the first time, your, uh, your opera, what with first. Stephen Hodges on drums yeah. and our buddy Nels Klein on guitar. And I remember when I got that was a friend gave me that record in college and I had kind of had this idea, kind of like what I was just saying, you know, instrumental music and and uh, music with words, like they're sort of on, on an even platform. Um, and just also thinking like, you know, maybe can't you just sort of enjoy or play or do things in all sorts of different genres without having to choose like, oh, I, I only do jazz or I only do classical or I only do polka or whatever, you know, I felt like there's all this stuff is kind of even, you know, it's all on the same footing as long as it's all just done well and with the emotional investment. And I remember listening to that record, Engine Room, and thinking like, man, these guys, they did it. They figured out how to do this thing I've been thinking about. Because to me, there's so many, there's so huge, wide variety of styles that you guys go through on that record. But it's all got the sound of a band and it's all got this thread running through it with the storyline. And some of it's instrumental and some of it's got words. And it's like, you know, obviously the the emotional content of that album is like super heavy and that comes across really strong. So in that moment for me and my kind of life and musical life, everything converged hearing that thinking like, oh, OK, I I'm right. It can be done. And these guys did it. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. And now imagine how bizarre it is for me that <laughs> to get to play with you guys. I know. It's yeah. awesome. It is awesome, yeah. Life is a trip, yeah. and then you get there. We're at the end of the first hour, October 16, 2020 edition. Watch for Pedro Show special guest, has MSSV. We'll take yeah. power two. October 16, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watch for Pedro Show.
Pedro Show. We start off the second hour with Charter Course from Mainstream Stop Valve. Their debut album. Sam Bennett after that with Dramamine. The hatch is shut, Hodge, but you're still making a bunch of fucking noise. I owe Tazuneru Mono from Pikachu Makoto, an early mix. Thor Harrison, Rob Halverson with Patience, The Virtue, and finally The Mystery, Mainstream Stop Valve. Okay, chart, of course. I remember the first time I heard this from you, Mike. I was thinking of the meat puppies. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that, yeah. Kind of a a Kurt chord. Yeah, something about Kurt. First time I knew about the meat puppets was from the Nirvana Unplugged show they took them on tour and i think they did a couple of their tunes yeah they did plateau lake mm-hmm. fire yeah made me go out and buy the record i uh saw them at the la press club told gary Ginn about them in 1980 81 and yeah they ended up touring with black flag and getting signed to sister uh Old friends of mine. Uh, I think Phoenix just had, I don't know, 120 days of 100 plus degree <laughs> weather. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt ain't living there anymore. He's Austin guy. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, this, the, the, what really cracked me up was the, uh, with that MSSV taking on. Hodge, man, you're making a buttload of fucking noise, buddy. I know. The cat just came in. Okay. I'm sorry. Because right. <laughs> it's all coming in loud and clear over here. Yeah. Okay, okay, there we go. Here we go. Because uh, I mentioned you here. Because when we first were going over the tune, you had this build-up thing on the fucking toms that ended up being like almost the whole tune. Right. <laughs> It reminded me, here's another trippy thing about like hearing some music and thinking of somebody else like Kurt. I was thinking of Bob Burt, who was one of the Sonic Youth drummers that ended up in, uh, yeah, I don't know, Boss Hog and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, don't, uh, I think he's on the other side of the river, so New Jersey guy. Uh, but uh, when you... You know, being the drummer, man, when you're hearing the parts, I know you've you've been playing guitar on the side. I wonder if drummer guys hear parts different. Here, make sure they fucking can't hear me. Can you sl- slam enough shit there? <laughs> you jumping, <laughs> fixing your false teeth. <laughs> yeah, I got a loose. One of those blue ones in the back is kind of loose. <laughs> So, so you know what I mean? When you're hearing parts, I wonder if there's a different yeah. sensibility for a stick man. Well, it's, you know, there's a lot about the levels, you know, of intensity and depending on, you know, where we are in the song, you know, it's like trying to squeeze out enough intensity but save a little room for a build, you know, and what have you. Um, uh I mean, we were just talking about yeah. those fills that I took out of Oh Crow. 
which seemed to work, right? The removal thing. But Mm -hmm. you can't always do that, right? Sometimes you have to be proactive and like, hey, we are going to move to another part. I'm going to let everybody know. And that's why I think the buildups in this tune are really important. Right. I think it would have fell really flat if you would have just maybe did a Derek Bostrom. It's it's an it's intense, you know. It's it's kind of a lot of energy, and it and then and there's some more energy <laughs> in that song, basically, you know. And it it kind of it kind of emotes, and then then it comes squeezed back down a little bit, then rise, nah, 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 rise, you know, rise up again, um, as you know. So yeah, I mean, being a stick man, you're. You're all about those levels, you know, whether it's you're going to have the ride cymbal on the chorus and the hi-hat in the verse or, you know, floor tom. And then, you know, who knows, you know, it's all about orchestrating. Right, right. You know, we also, besides this, well, this was done a couple months before Quentin Quarantino mode. But what I'm going to play next is something that we did all in our own pad separate during the Quentin Quarantino mode. It's called Media Kittens.
the other way. Can't you realize it's colder than I want it here?
Nashville backyard. Wind blowing hard. Big tall trees. I saw one leaf. Way up high, tumbling from the sky.
Inside me the waves roar Pounding on my shore Show media, media Kittens from Mainstream Stop Valve. Not on the new album, but it's on its own seven inch. What, what, what's the name of the label, Mike? Improved Sequence right. out of Bologna. And uh, Giancarlo, right? No, Gianluca. Yeah. Giancarlo's a bass man in Roma that I've been writing uh, with lately. And, uh, yeah, we all recorded that in our own pads, separate, and then you put it together. I, I think Chris Schlaub mixed it. Yeah, and Henry Kaiser mastered it for Henry us. Henry Kaiser mastered it. Then we had Grex doing Moon Baby, Pussycat and the Dirty Johnsons with Not Your Baby, Steve Abercrombie, Funky Train, The Hallway of All... <laughs> the Hallway of the Always, from now. Ah. Yeah, a little... That's punk rock without the K, right? Pun rock. And then uh, Mainstream Stop Foul with 920 December I wrote for my mom. Uh, like right in the moment, maybe a couple weeks after she left us. So, uh, yeah, Media Kittens. I mean, that was written. That wasn't something from earlier days. You you wrote that in the, in the moment, right, Mike? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you had... Um... You had hooked up the uh, opportunity to do a couple songs for um, Improved Sequence Label for our, our very first 7-inch. And uh, I thought, well, this is this is interesting because I feel like... And that was... that I mean, that was pretty early into lockdown. I think that was like, you know, April or May well, or well, something. Well, you know, John Luca in Bologna has a club called Freak Out. And... You know, the gigs had to be postponed and stuff. So yeah. instead of, and Freakout's a club that does gigs every night. You know? So nice. instead, mm. of, instead of sitting on his hands, yeah. fuck, I'll start a label. Oh, this is a brand new label too. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, That's it comes amazing. Out, it comes out of this situation. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Instead of complaining and all this wishing for the old days... I think we got to get creative and deal with the now. Oh yeah, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that point for me, I was like, "Oh, great, an opportunity to," because we just had the the tour postponed, and for me, it was like, "Great, an opportunity to make music with these guys that I thought I wasn't going to have," 
to do that and figure out how to do it together. And then, of course, we have some more stuff in the in the pipeline like that, too. Um, and we can maybe talk about it later. You want to. But that idea of living in the now and dealing with what you've got to be creative, the, you know, the album release video film thing from Big Ears, that's kind of the same vibe. Like we would have never made something like that if we were just going to go on tour again, you know, just go and play the clubs. But to do this like totally crazy concert film thing the way that we were able to do it with them yeah. i think it's another good example of trying to make the not even not even just make the best of the moment but make something amazing that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise right right and that's tonight uh, big ears festival we're at the end of the second hour october 16 2020 edition wap pedro show special guest at mass sv hold tight for hour three October 16, 2020, it's the third hour. The Watt from Pedro.
for Pedro Show, starting the third hour with every growing thing from the debut main steam stop valve album. Does it come out today? Yeah, yeah, it came out uh, about 12 hours ago. And, and, and tell people how they can get a hold of that. <clears throat> yeah, you can go to... Um, you can go to Bandcamp and specifically MikeBaguetta.BandCamp.com and you can uh, find the new MSSV record, which is our debut studio album. We have a previous MSSV record, which is a live record, uh, Live Flowers on the Stripe Light label. Um, and we have uh, some T-shirts left, too. We should explain like to that, why, why that record's different, why it ain't called MSSV. Uh, it is called MSSV, the Live Flowers record, oh, I <laughs> the it was CD. Called Live Flowers. Yeah, yeah. The live the Live Flowers is when the uh, the tour that the three of us did, me and Watt and Hodges, yep. uh, to tour after the Wall of Flowers record came out, which is not MSSV. That's me and Mike Watt and Jim Keltner. Um, and I, you know, I, I wanted to do a tour when that Wall of Flowers record came out. Or I thought maybe I I thought maybe we'd do a gig or two with Jim, and he you know he was a very sweet nice man basically said he doesn't really travel to play anymore and I said okay that's cool and uh, I thought well I don't know it'd be a shame not to do some shows so I remember calling or emailing Watt saying well what should we do should we just not do anything it seems kind of like kind of a waste I want to do something and then. Uh, you suggested, well, why don't we try to do it with a different drummer? And I don't know why I didn't, <laughs> why I didn't think of that myself, but it was a good idea. And so I started thinking, well, who would be great to play with? And then, you know, I obviously thought of the engine room connection, and and I knew that Schlarb had worked with Stephen as well. And uh, I think you gave me his number, Watt, or email, and I called him up, and um, I thought we had a really nice conversation and. Hodge was playing down in Chattanooga, which is about 90 minutes from me one day. So I went down to uh, meet him, and we hung out. I think we got a coffee or something, and we got along we, pretty good. He agreed we, to uh, to play. We got breakfast, and we got rained on, right? Oh, Eating, that's right. We kept getting so wet, we finally said, okay, it's not going to break. We got to get in, inside. Yeah, we were outside in that courtyard. Like, yeah, getting, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Eggs getting rained on and stuff. <laughs> so if you get confused, people. It's S MSSV doing material from Wall of Flowers. So Plus, it, it's an MSSV record, but we haven't done MSSV material yet. This album that's coming out today is yeah. the one with MSSV material. Okay, so you know how that stuff can get. It's a constant confusion, I find. <laughs> but if you go to mainsteamstopvalve.com, yep. it'll get you straight on that. Uh, we had, yep. uh, after that, uh, every growing thing. Have a nice day from Crane. Melodious Spires from Patrick Butler. And if anybody else could help, Mainsteam stop valve that's also from the album but this is the other side of the italian seven inch i'm going to play right now it's when the hoarding has ended
last music for this edition. When the Horden has ended from Main Steam Stop Valve. Then Galextasy with Heaven Channel, Season 2, LP7, Part 2. These people, Kel and George, uh, uh, not George, Gerard, out in uh, Joshua Tree. 18 records during this Quentin Quarantino mode. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> feel like we're slacking off. <laughs> Damn. But we got, we got some stuff in the oven. Right, you want? Uh, we got a, we got a, uh, actually a little mini opera, a four-piece thing based on some Scott Eicher, Eicher paintings. Nano opera. Yeah. Nano opera. And then we also got a collab, seven-inch, with Nels Klein. Yeah. In the works. Yep, and all that stuff is being done all in our own separate spaces as we as we have to be right now which is i think is again a really cool thing yeah i mean it's not an excuse just to sit on the fucking hands right 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 yeah i know a lot of people that are kind of wait like going yeah i'm just waiting it out or just trying to keep it together for when this is over but i you know i feel like you gotta you gotta do what you do and you gotta figure out a way to do it and not figure out a way to do it like stupidly and just pretend like everything's normal, but do a way where you right. can be safe and figure out how to do something great. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It's like the Minutemen wait until they grow up to be Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> You'd still be waiting. You'd still be waiting. <laughs> but I've heard people talk that way, and you're right. During these times even, and it's even more obviously ridiculous to me so i'm really glad you're in on that if the lemons come we make the fucking lemonade and i mean it keeps you like for me it keeps me like being busy and doing good work with you guys and doing music and you know whatever other little variety of things i'm involved in i mean it first of all yeah it helps pass the time but it also helps me kind of have a good you know positive mental thing happening too if i was just not doing anything every day would be like oh man, this is terrible. Um, you know, this was taken away from me and I can't do this. And like, I don't want to focus on that stuff. I want to focus yeah. on trying to be creative and, and adding something good to the world like I would be trying to do if we weren't stuck, you know? Hodge? Yes, sir. What's well, yeah, up you wanted to add? I'm, I'm, I'm just stoked to be doing this stuff. It's We are separated and um, and we're making the most of it. And it's a... It's a challenge, you know. It's like uh, it's it's not like when your your bandmate is sitting right next to you, and um, and you might be a little ahead of the beat or a little this or that, and and then your bandmate adjusts a little bit. You know, we have to work off of off of a guide track, and um, it requires a special kind of concentration to 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 stay with that metronome, you know. So it's a it's it's been a challenge on a bunch of different levels, and I I wouldn't you know I I wouldn't want to miss it for anything. It's been awesome. Yeah, one thing about the guide track thing, I think that's kind of the launch pad because Hodge, right. I, I always play off your drums. Right. right. When once you bring me your drums, I throw away that click. Yeah. Right. Because you right. become my new click. Mm-hmm. And then we become a rhythm section that we 
bring the mic. He starts mm-hmm. the whole fucking thing off. Yeah, I mean, just to lay it out for everybody. So, like, the way I do it is I make, I write the, whatever I write, we're going to do, or I come up with something, and then I'll play the guitar part. I'll make a click track for it. And sometimes there's some, the iTunes stuff especially has some time stuff shifting around. So I'll make a guide track, click, and then I'll play the guitar part. And then over here, I'll, I think I've been using like an octave pedal and I'll do fake bass part, you know, something like the bass part. And then I'll, do sort of like you know robot computer drums kind of program something that's not what i want hodges to play because i'm not really going to direct either of you guys that way i don't think that's the best way to make music with people who's playing you respect but um not i mean necessarily in this case but just something that's kind of an idea for you for you all to think about and then i send it off and like hodges saying he takes the, the click track comes up with a drum part and so also that's another thing like we can't just be in the same room saying hey do you like this oh what about this do you like this so it's kind of he'll record something and send it to me and i'll say like yeah that's cool can you you know make get a more uh intense dynamic level going at this spot and then he'll send it back and then we lock that in then it goes to watt he locks the bass part in against the drums so at that point there's no guide i get that i re-record the guitar part and then if it needs spiel goes back to watt then i get it and we figure out where we're gonna mix it all that kind of stuff so it's a little bit of a lengthier process but you know it still feels really organic and and really like you know i can still be close to you all in that yeah Yeah, i mean any way to be together you know right i mean you know there's there's actually a style of music called improvised and maybe not so much improvised music but we're improvising with the situation we're being dealt with right yeah yeah it's been a big honor to get to talk to you guys about this stuff. Uh, what do we got going tonight? The honor is mine. We got a mine we got, as well. Thank you. We got a gig, believe it or not, kind of uh, the Big Ears Festival here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, super generous, amazing folks working there. Um, that was on our uh, spring tour. That is still postponed, um, but they also are of the mindset of, hey, we have to do something instead of just waiting around. So they've been putting together a series of uh, video, film, concert sort of things. Um, we had the Bad Plus do one last week. Mark Rebo is doing one next week, and we have one tonight. And if you are listening today, on Friday, October 16th, you can go to BigEarsFestival.com, BigEarsFestival.com slash MSSV. And uh, it's a ticket thing. You can buy tickets. You can uh, get a couple bucks off the record if you put it together with the ticket. But it's a 60-minute concert film. Um, it's not like you're in a theater and it's just being filmed. It's not like you're a pretend club. It's, it's. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's kind of amazing the way they, they did all this. And it looks pretty trippy. You know what? I think it's bigearsfestival.org. Slash MSSV. B I G F E S T I V A L dot O R G. I'm glad we caught that correction. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, check those it are, out. Those, Go ahead. Those Hodge. are the people that do um, Bonnaroo. That's the same guy. This, these are fantastic festivals. As far as festivals go, this guy is top top level you know so yeah and the fact that he does music that's you know not just in the more pop or r&b vein but you know more art music as well big ears is like 
hey, bring it on. That's so cool. Yeah, Amazing. Ashley Caps is a is a really yeah. great great uh, dude for for running this, and uh, we had a lot of help from Aaron Greenwall, who is uh, mm-hmm. doing production on this. And you know what? What? It's both. You can do .com or .org. It goes to the same place. Oh, okay. Okay. Because the, on the little graphic you sent me, that's the way it was. That's good. I'm glad. Okay. Because I, otherwise, I've been messing it up all week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Ashley, for having us board. Yeah. Thank you, Amen. Hodge. Thank you, Mike. Have thank you, Mike. Thank someday. you, Hodge. Yeah. Everybody's been October 16, 2020 dishwap. Pedro shall keep your powder dry. <laughs>